How do you know you're saved? But even more, the question that I was challenged lately, I've been challenged many times, but this time was, was a really strong, direct challenge. And that was, are you sure that you cannot be out of salvation? In other words, are you sure that you cannot fall from the grace of God? Are you sure that once saved, you're always saved? And the argument of this person who is another man of God and strong, and, you know, and I'm sure that these intentions were are great, I don't doubt was that he's in his conviction we can fail out of the grace of God, we can lose our salvation. And I strongly believe, because the Bible says so, that I am saved in the moment I believe, trust, and confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And that that grace that is imposed in me by the blood and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, is nothing that I gain myself, is something that is given to me. And since it wasn't mine from the beginning, one that is given to me by the one who owns that grace and salvation and imposed on me, I can never all out of thy grace. Yes, at the end, or almost at the end of my sermon today, I will tell you that yes, indeed, there is one and only one sin that Bible says that we are an all forgiven sin, meaning that's only one sin that can really prevent you from being saved. But I believe that for you to commit that sin, and I'm going to tell you what the sin is when I get to that part of my sermon, in order for you to commit that sin, you were never saved. You were never a disciple of Christ. You were never a believer. Because if you were a believer, you were a follower of Christ, you have studied the Bible, you have confessed Him as Lord and Savior, if He had come into your life, you would not commit that sin. Now, salvation is something that neither you and me can obtain by yourselves. There is four scriptures that I pick today, I can find scriptures that I pick today to talk a little bit about salvation. The first one is Acts 4, chapter 12. And it clarify how is that you and me can gain into salvation. This and there is salvation, it says, if there is salvation in no one else, in no one else, for there is no other name, other heaven, given among men by which we must be saved. Clear reference that there is only one name given to us, and that is the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior. Who 
whoever believes, whoever confesses, whoever trusts in Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior is saved. John 3, 14. And we're going to be seeing that only 3, 14, uh, 16, 15, 16, and 17, and 18. Most of you know part, that part of the Bible that says, John 14, 3, 14, it started by saying, As Moses lived out the servant in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lived out, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Clear reference to the sacrifice that the Lord Jesus Christ was going to suffer. That is true, him handling the cross, is true, him giving the last drop of his blood for my sins, that I save. It's not that I can do anything about that, it's that he sacrificed. His only beloved son, it says, and we continue going, for God so loved the world, it says, verse 16, that he gave his only beloved son for whoever believed him should the prayer to have eternal life. So it's not, it's not something that I can in any given moment decide today to go to Costco, Walmart, or whatever and say I like and want an amount of salvation. <clears throat> Why can go to kind of dealership and say, I would like to buy my own salvation? It is something that He, God the Father in His grace, being the order and me being the clay, decided from the beginning, and that is, we're going to go back to the scripture in Romans, He that foreknew me, knowing that I was, and I deserve to be in the pit of hell, Knowing that there is nothing I can do to deserve salvation because I am a sinner and there is nothing I can do to stop sinning. Some of these things I would like to clarify that. There is some things that you can honestly know you're committed sin, you can make a decision. There is some other things that you cannot. I know that I there are some things that I will not be able to stop sinning because sometimes I don't even realize I am sinning. I think it's making from that Even when God has seen all of that, even when God has seen me in the worst of my worst, Whatever was, that was my past is my present or will be my future. He decided in His love and His grace that He was going to offer His beloved Son Jesus Christ to die on the cross to pay for my sins. Verse 17, John 3 says, For God sent the Son into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world may be saved through Him. There is no condemnation in that God. There is no condemnation in my Father. My Father loved us and give us life eternal. 
Verse 18 says, He who believes in Him is not condemned. He who does not believe in Him is condemned already. Because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. John 3, 36 says, Who believes in the Son has eternal life. He who does not obey the Son should not see life, but the wrath of God rests upon him. I don't know you, but I am the truth. I have been confronted previously by people who said, you don't think you're losing your time by believing in this man? By believing in what a book says, because for them it's a book, not a Bible. So by believing in what that book says, what happens if by the end you arrive and there is not such thing as salvation? And my answer to them is I'm a chicken. I prefer to live my life as Proverbs says, with the fear of the Lord, because that's the beginning of wisdom. And I write to the end of my life, I'm finding out that yes, indeed, there is no salvation, but I have lived a life in where I have been happy. I have been faithful to my wife. I have loved and give love to others that I have received love. If that is the worst, I'm in there. And I also always say that for you that do not believe, if at the end you arrive, you're going to be in the pit of hell forever. My choice is not. Don't fight. In John 5, I can't remember the verse, sorry. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who hears my words and believes, him who said it, so it's this Jesus Christ talking about his Father, has eternal life, he does not come in judgment by pass from death to life. So Jesus Christ is saying, not only you have to believe in me because he said me, you have to believe in him because he's my Father. And I tell you today that you believe because you have the power of the Holy Spirit in you. It's not something that you can do by yourself. Now again, I'd like to come back to the question of this gentleman. And the question was, how can you be sure that you cannot lose your salvation? How can you be sure that you cannot fail out of the grace of God? I would like to use again Romans chapter 8, verses 28 to 10, to prove something that grace wasn't mine in the beginning. Grace is not something that I have earned by myself. Grace is something that He, knowing me as a sinner, decided to give it to me. He says, verse 28, We know that in everything God's work for good with those who love Him. First of all, I would like for you to 
tell him, I love you. Can you say that? God, I love you. We're called according to his purpose. Do you understand that? It's not, it wasn't my purpose to be saved. I am, by nature, condemned. I am, by nature, somebody who will always be being in the dark side. Because in the dark side, I can do things and nobody will notice. Yes? So he said, it's for his purpose that he has called you. And he said, verse 19, 29, for those who he foreknew, as I said, he already know that I am not worthy. He already know that I will be in the pit of hell if it wasn't for him. He predestined me to be conformed to the image of his son. Mind that to be conformed to the image of his son. In order that he may be the first among many brethren. And then there he says that those who predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. So first of all, he is the one who not me decided in his grace to call me and bring me into his belief and faith. And he is also the one who knowing me and knowing that there was no way that I can stop being a sinner justified me. I like to, if you don't understand the term justified, I'm going to resume it in a very easy way. You are a jury. You are being judged. There is enough evidence to condemn you as a sinner. But then Jesus Christ comes in front of the jury, in front of the judge, and presents himself. And the people look at you and say, You are free. Notice, I didn't say you're innocent. We are not innocent. We will never be innocent in front of God that knows everything. We're just. Where find not guilty. He will not condemn us because he already made rights. He already, through the blood of the Son, find us justified. Because of the blood of the Son, he already find us worthy to come into his kingdom. And again, I would like to make clear there is nothing that I can do about it. We Presbyterians was Presbyterians. We believe that grace is an unconditional. It's not conditional. We do not believe like the Armenians do. It's the doctrine of the Armenian. That there is
is something good over here. Either there was something good in my past, there's something good in my present, or there's going to be something good in my past, in my, in my future, that God looks at it and says, because of this particular thing, I'm going to make you good. Say, I'm going to give you grace. There is no such We are saved unconditionally. We are saved not because we deserve it, not because in any given moment we can do good deeds, but because He already gave the prize for us. And I cannot be saved because even Romans affirm 23, all of us have seen and have fallen short of the glory of God. All of us. There is not a single one of us who can say, you know, I don't see it. I deserve salvation. But Romans chapter 5 verse 18 said, but God showed his love for us in that when we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 18 says, for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself is the gift of God. Again, I cannot even say that I have faith in God, that I have faith in Jesus Christ, that is my faith. I came some way, some form to that faith. Maybe I was born with that faith, maybe I inherited that faith. No. That faith is a gift of God. You will not, regardless of as many times as you are presented because of Jesus Christ, you will never get to your knees and confess Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior. You will never will do that. Unless he gives you faith to believe that Jesus Christ is your Lord is him. That's where we differ from some other people. We differ in the understanding and the knowledge that yes, indeed, we are fortunate enough that we have been trusted by him to be saved. And maybe you will say, well, it will be unjust if some of the people are not chosen. Well, when you get to be God, you can decide who you say to God. I'm just happy that He has chosen you. And I know that sometimes it's difficult for us to understand salvation by faith. <coughs> Galatians chapter 1, I mean chapter 1 verse 6 to 9, 
in reference to even a whole church that has this problem. It says, I am astonished that you are so quickly descending him who called you in the grace of Christ and turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another gospel, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to which we preach to you, then it should be first. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to what we you have received, let him be cursed. You see, we are living in times when TV, media, and people, influencers they call them, are trying to convince you. That there is something different to what the gospel says. The gospel is very, very clear. There is only one way to be saved. There is only one way. There is only one life. There is only one truth. And the media and our world is trying to convince you that there is so many other ways that you can enjoy life and be saved. And live a happy life after. That you can engage in any kind of immoral behavior. That you can do whatever you want. That you have a right to be happy. And sadly, there is hundreds of people that are falling for this. I don't know if I mentioned to you that my wife and I went to Europe. I think that was, yeah, that was previously we went to preaching in Europe. We were 20 days in Europe. We visited these beautiful Gothic cathedrals, both Catholic and Reformed. And now are wonderful museums. That's what they are. We even saw a church, beautiful Gothic cathedral in the Netherlands that is now subdivided into a apartment. We were there Sunday and we went to, into the church and there was only 20 people attending that church. We used to talk Friday Missionaries are going to Scotland that have been there, and the church in Scotland is dying. So the church in Germany died, the church in Scotland is dying, the church in Spain, the church in Italy is dying. Why? Because somebody has sold them a false gospel, the gospel of happiness under the stars. Gospel that says that you can do whatever you want, that you can and deserve to be happy, and that you don't have to obey in any way, any form, 
to what the Bible says. And I'll tell you again. I get nervous when I stand in Holy Land and read the gospel because I'm afraid of saying something is not true, not the Bible truth. If anyone comes to you and says that there is an easier way to be saved, other than the easy way of negating in your knees and accepting Jesus Christ as also a Savior, they are lying to you. If anyone comes to you and says that you can disregard belonging to the body of Christ and going to church and worshiping God your Father, that you don't have to be part of the body of Christ of believers that gather together and love each other, disregard that teaching. This is not true. There's only one thing given in your heaven in which you can be saved. And it's the name of God, Jesus Christ, the Lord, and Savior. Now, as I said, there is one particular sin that will prevent you from being saved. You can look at Mark 3.28, and some of you can look at uh, look for Luke 12, verse 10. Those are two of the scriptures that talk about your forgiven sin. There's other scriptures that talk about it, but Mark 3.28 today and Luke 10, 12, 10 speak about this forgiven sin. And it says, Mark 3.28, then it says, Truly, I said to you, all sin will be forgiven to the Son of Man, and whatever blasphemy they utter, but whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness but is guilty of an eternal sin, for they have said he has an unclean spirit. Luke 12:10 says, And everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But he who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. That's the only sin that you can commit, according to the Bible, that will prevent you from being saved. Blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. But I honestly believe that you will never ever in your life deny the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life, that you will never blaspheme against the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit if you are already indeed a true Christian. Because you cannot be a true Christian unless you are what? You are baptized by water and what? By the Spirit. So if you have been baptized by the water and by the Spirit, there is no way 
There is no way that the spirit that abides in you, because news for you, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. There is no way that the Holy Spirit that abides in you will allow you in any way or form to blast against itself. So if in any given moment somebody comes to you and says, are you sure you are saved? Do you have confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? Do you believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? Do you believe that the only way that you can be saved is by trusting that yes, indeed, He has called you and predestined you to be saved? Yes, what? Have anybody said, how can you assure you it will be losing? grace and the salvation because then I know that I will not because it's not it wasn't mine from the beginning it's his and he is the one who has given to me and I cannot love something that doesn't belong to me I cannot take the mark of God out of me because he already passed it on me. No way that I can be using my salvation. Sadly, there are sins that I'm going to continue committing regardless if I try to this or not. It would be a topic for another sermon. There is sins that yes, indeed, the Bible says that we are able to prevent. <coughs> we are able to stop drinking to the point of being drunk and lost ourselves. We can stop watching pornography. We can stop cheating. Things that we can accomplish. And I think because it's not based in what I can or I cannot do that I'm saved, is what he already has done. Oh, we gracious God of Father, we thank you for the blessing of knowing that it's by your grace alone. Nothing else by your grace that we are saved, marked, and that one day we will enjoy with you, rejoicing in Him on your presence. Give us this day the peace of knowing that, yes, indeed, those of us who have accepted and confessed your Son, Jesus Christ, and Lord and Savior, will be forever. Under your grace and salvation, in the name of the